0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Good afternoon to you. Welcome to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer here with you. Appreciate everybody tuning in on Grace FM here in Colorado and Wyoming. All up and down the front range and everyone on Truth FM. Getting a lot of uh calls from our Hope FM and Truth FM listeners. Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, welcome to you. And of course, in the Northeast, Hope FM, Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. All our faithful listeners back there. Appreciate all of you. Thanks for tuning in, folks, to Calvary Live here. Jason Vandeveer with you uh, on this uh, edition of the program. Looking forward to taking your calls, questions prayer requests uh, on this program, specifically about the Bible. If you have a a Bible question that you're uh, interested in, 303-690-3000. You heard the number once before, jot it down once again, punch it into your phone uh, for this program or a later program if you don't have time right now, 303-690-3000. Whether you're listening here in the Rocky Mountain region, whether you're listening in the South whether you're listening in the Northeast, appreciate all of you. Same number for all, 303 690 If you prefer to text... You can do so 720 336 0897. 720 336 0897. That's the dedicated number to text. Do me a favor when you text through your prayer request or your question, uh, try to keep it as succinct as you can. Uh, Maybe a one sentence text would be great. That way I can process it, pray for you, or answer your question uh, in between uh, some of the callers as we have time. We'll do our best to answer as many of those uh, as we're able to as well. Uh, I'm Jason Vandever, I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel, and Parker had a chance a few times to be on this program here, and uh, looking forward to praying with you, answering your questions, as I said, uh, on this edition of the program. If you more, want more information about our fellowship, you can find that on the web, Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot com as well as a host of free uh, resources, studies, audio, video through the entire Bible. Uh, we also have, uh, you can purchase and download uh, our 366-day devotional, taking you through the Bible uh, in a year. Uh, you can get that for any of the uh, reader platforms, iPad, Kindle, uh, Nook, so forth, uh, or just for your regular old laptop or PC uh, or Mac or whatever you're using. It's available in a variety of formats. You can get it at Calvary everychapelparker.com. I think it's 2 $3, something like that, to download it there. And uh, so I encourage you to check that out, the In the Word Daily Devotional. But most importantly, I encourage you to join us on this program here. And that's uh, what I enjoy, live radio, just hearing from you hearing your questions, and uh, what you're interested in talking about, and then getting into the Word of God, my favorite subject, based on those things that you want to talk about. So 303-690-3000. If you want to join us, you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado area. Uh, next opportunity to join us will be tonight for our midweek service, 7 p.m. at Calvary Chapel Parker, we're located at Parker Road in Main Street, right in the heart of Parker. To get more specific directions and location information, you can get that on our website. Again, calvarychapelparker.com, 7 p.m. Worship, Bible study, children's ministry, youth ministry, all available tonight. And uh, we are continuing in the book of 1 Samuel. Uh, we'll be just in the second chapter, so we just began last week, we'll be in the second chapter of uh, 1 Samuel, looking at the rise of a prophet Samuel, the transition from The time of the judges to the time of the monarchy with the rise, first of all, in 1 Samuel, the prophetic order, and one of the greatest prophets uh, who ever lived, Samuel himself. 7 o'clock tonight. It's going to be great. We'll see the contrast between even the boy uh, and his ministry, Samuel, and the sons of Eli. It's going to be a fascinating study. You won't want to miss it. 7 p.m. tonight, Calvary Chapel Parker. Get directions at calvarychapelparker.com. 303-690-3000, the number to call here. Let's go to Wesley in Greeley. Welcome to the program.
2: Thank you. How are you? I'm good.
3: What's on your mind?
2: Well, I'm just stressing a little bit over, um, I'm currently living on the streets, so to speak. Okay. I'm living in a little home-built trailer, and um, we keep getting pushed off a property here and there, Mm -hmm. even though people don't use the property, and we're not bothering anybody in particular at all. But People that have the property rights don't want us there, and I'm looking for somebody who might let me use a corner of their property. I'm looking for a prayer that I can find a place to live as a humble servant close to God.
3: Yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's pray for that. And then uh, I've got a couple of suggestions for you as well, but let's pray first, and, and then uh, and then I'll share those with you uh, as we're uh, able to talk afterwards. Father, I just lift up Wesley to you, and I I just pray uh, that you just be with him um Lord, I pray that that he would continue to be growing in his faith, his relationship with you and and lord while he's he's going through this time and and Lord, it's so difficult when when our life is, is kind of up in the air, especially where we, something is, as uh, important, as vital as, 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 where we live. And so, uh, Lord, I thank you that you provided a trailer for him, but uh, Lord, I pray that you'd provide a, uh, a place where he can park that, uh, and, and just have a regular place to go home to, uh, a place that is, that is close uh, for him to be able to work and, and to most importantly, to worship you. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would open the door, that you would, uh, that you would cause him uh, through one of, various ways to cross paths uh, with the right person and uh, Lord that you would establish a relationship and trust and uh, Lord that you would just allow him a place uh, to be and, and and to live and that you would open the door for that and so Lord I pray that uh, Lord it, it, uh, it this is nothing for you this is an easy thing uh, for you and so we know that you love him that you care about him and I just pray that you would take care of Wesley Lord in Jesus name we pray amen Amen. Hey Wesley, what what I would ask is do you have a uh, a local church that you're going going to right now?
2: No, but I uh I heard the address of the one in Greeley. I think I'm going to head that way. I sh- that- I should be able to make it there by seven.
3: Yeah, that was going to be my recommendation. Go see Pastor Jeff. Tell him you talked to talk to me tonight. My name's Jason. Tell him I said hi. By the way, I was just thinking about him, so uh, tell okay. him uh, he, he's on my mind. But uh, uh, I would go there and I would just get plugged into Calvary Chapel in Greeley and just let them know your situation and and ask them to pray for you and 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 I'm sure that they'll they'll be available if something does come up. If they have somebody that that might have a corner of their property that would work out for you. But the most important thing is is that <clears throat> That you're plugged into the fellowship, and then what we find is is that a lot of these needs that we're looking for are taken care of, you know, as we're as we're connected to the body of Christ. And so that would be my practical encouragement to you. Right. Okay, my that friend. Great. Yeah, you bet. I'll be that praying for awesome. you. Yeah, I'll be praying you. for you. Yeah, let give us a give us a, a call back sometime and let us know how things are going for you.
2: Okay, I'll do that. Take care, Wesley. You.
3: you bet. Hey folks, 303 690 Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. Let's go to Dwight in Aurora.
4: Uh- Hi Jason. How are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you very Good. well. Good. Um, I got a question. It's in regards to 2 Thessalonians <laughs> chapter 2, and I can't remember the verse, but it goes like, uh, God's going to send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now, I'm told that there's going to be a lot of people during the tribulation that are going to get saved. So who is he referring to? Yeah, I'm trying
3: to pull up that verse. It's in verse 11. Uh, Yep, exactly. So basically he's talking about the, um, if you look at the context from verse 1, he's talking about, about the Antichrist. He says, First of all, he says, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus and our gathering together to him, uh, don't be shaken in in mind or troubled. This is, uh, first off, I'll just say this uh, for, you're probably aware of it, but maybe some of our other listeners aren't. Um, I mentioned this last week in a program also. This is one of the great passages dealing with the timing uh, of the rapture of the church as it's associated with the great tribulation. And so he's saying, "Don't, don't be shaken. There were people that were saying, hey, you know, in paul's day, you've missed the rapture of the church, you know we're in the great tribulation. he says verse three, let no one deceive you by any means. that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition so before uh the the re- revelation uh, the rapture of the church and the revelation of the Antichrist, not the revelation of Jesus Christ, but the revelation of the, uh, of the Antichrist after, you know, the, his, his unveiling, so to speak, during the first, uh, well, during the Great Tribulation, the latter half, really, of the Great Tribulation, the last three and a half years. He talks about him. He's uh-huh. the one that opposes, exalts himself, and so forth. He, he says that there's going to be a key, verse 3, uh, a falling away. And uh, he says, I told you about these things in verse 5. Then he says in verse 6, you know what is restraining? Uh, he's talking about the Holy Spirit working through the church but the mystery of lawlessness is already at work only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way not the Holy Spirit taken out of the way but the influence that salt and light that Jesus talked about in the Sermon on the Mount working through the church Um, you can imagine what kind of world it will be when the church is finally raptured and, and, and you know all hell is kind of unleashed ultimately on earth without the influence of the Holy Spirit in the church he says then the lawless one Will verse eight will be revealed, uh, and the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all unrighteousness, so forth. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. So now, getting to the specifics of your question, I wanted to set the context up so people understand that passage well because it, it's an uh, it's an amazing amazing passage, verses one through twelve. There, there are people saved during the tribulation, but not all people are saved during the great tribulation. And so the people right. that he's talking about in verse 11, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, th- those not coming to Jesus Christ, either Jew or Gentile, during the Great Tribulation period.
4: Wow. So if they don't believe, then they're, they're going to be damned. I mean, they're not going to yeah. be... Yeah,
3: there's no... There's there's no so, so if you look at the options out of the Great Tribulation, um, there is believing and being martyred, There is believing and actually surviving the Great Tribulation. Some believers will actually survive the Great Tribulation. There is uh, not believing in dying. And then there is not believing and surviving the Great Tribulation only to be part of what Jesus talked about in, in, in Matthew uh, 24 uh, and 25 there, the judgment of the sheep and the goats, where they're separated unto judgment at the close of the Great Tribulation period. And, and there are going to be, unfortunately, a, a great number of those people uh, who have accepted the mark of the beast and who have either uh, died, During the Great Tribulation, as part of those judgments that we see unfolding in the latter half... Uh, the trumpets, uh, the seals, the trumpets, and the bull judgments, as, as well as some of the other judgments that are in conjunction with those. Uh, or, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be separated uh, as goats under judgment at the close of the Great Tribulation period. Um, but uh, they will be these under the strong delusion uh, that believe the lie. That is the lie uh, of the Antichrist. You know, the lot. Yeah, everything yeah.
4: Everything he does is going to make him God. Yep, <clears throat> he'll he'll think it's God. Yep, exactly. Hey, and and we we see the world's more. really
3: ripe for that. Yep, go ahead.
4: One more. Uh, I, I can't remember if it's in John or Jude, but it mentions that uh, Christ is coming back with thousands of his saints, ten thousands of his saints. Do you right. believe that's the culmination of the tribulation when he comes back, second coming? Yep.
3: Yeah exactly and uh so um when he talks about Christ returning uh with 10,000s of his saints uh we see that at the close of the great tribulation uh we see believers uh in Revelation chapter 19 it says uh, verse Uh, 14 and the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen white and clean followed him on white horses of course Jesus Christ is the rider there uh, on the white horse he returns to judge and to make war verse 11 verse 13 he's clothed in a robe dipped in purple his name is called the word of God of course we know that from John chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and so forth and so uh, uh, Jesus Christ returning returning with the saints so uh, that distinguish one of the distinguishing factors of the rapture of the church from the second coming Uh, of course at the rapture of the church in 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 we see the church caught up prior to I believe the great tribulation period we had a chance to talk about that a little bit on a program uh, last week uh, how we don't see the church for example on earth after Revelation chapter 3 we begin seeing them in Revelation chapter 4 worshipping when we understand the purpose uh, of the great tribulation period the outpouring of God's wrath upon unbelievers we understand that 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 the character of the tribulation is not designed to somehow test believers we know that, that, that uh, we're confident uh, looking at the passage that we looked at uh, just you and I and also Paul saying at the end of 1 Thessalonians God not appointing us to wrath in the same context so we can 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 be certain that that the rapture is pre-tribulational uh, but the second coming Of Jesus Christ is when He returns to Earth, as the prophet Zechariah says, He'll set foot on the Mount of Olives. It'll split in two from east east to west. He physically sets foot, not just in the clouds, to meet the church, but He sets foot on Earth. And in Revelation 19, we see that He returns with the armies of heaven, ten thousands of His saints, as you pointed out.
4: Well, you know, anybody who doesn't believe in the rapture, that'd be a good question for them. How do we come back with them, Him, if we didn't get raptured up?
3: yeah no. it, it creates it creates some problems uh, uh, not just if you don 't believe but particularly if you have a different idea of timing so so if you 're um, uh, hold to a post tribulational rapture view i i, I don 't agree with that I can respect that, but i don 't agree with with that you know based on the scriptures that we talked about and many more um, but then you effectively right. have kind of an elevator ride because you 're up and then you 're immediately returning with Christ if it is at the close of the great tribulation Seven. period. And there's other things that need to take place and there's other times when believers are actually seen in heaven before that that really create more problems than it solves. So you've got some real issues in terms – particularly in the chronology of the book of Revelation uh, and the Great Tribulation period if you hold to a post or even the less common mid-tribulational rapture. Um, I tell people – I told us – I mentioned this to a caller last week. um, I I like to jokingly tell people you're going to be raptured according to your view. So, uh, you know, if you're pre-tribulational, then you'd be pre- it's a joke, of course, but uh, 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 but uh, uh, I think that the pre-tribulational rapture is, makes the most sense.
4: Well, some people think, like John Hagee, I heard him say that, if you don't believe in the rapture, you're not going up.
3: Yeah, and so the Bible doesn't... Yeah, the Bible doesn't say that. Um, you know, I think that there's, uh, there's just no—I I, I haven't heard him say that, but I've heard him say some things that I don't agree with, particularly in relationship to Israel in the end times. And so, so you know, if he did indeed indicate that, that is, that is not scriptural in any way. And actually that's heretical because um, the basis of salvation is—, is be, uh, or the basis of the rapture is salvation, whether you understand everything or not. And so, so if you've placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you're part of the Church, you're going to be part of the, the rapture, whether, regardless of whether or not you had a different view and it happened at a time different than your view and, and so forth. So, so basically what he's saying is, I made a joke about it, he made it into doctrine. <laughs> that's, that, that's, mm-hmm. th- that, that's the problem there. Good.
4: That's okay? a good one. Thanks,
3: Pastor. Yeah. yeah, you God bet, Dwight.
4: You as Thank well. You. Pre- appreciate
3: you calling. 303-690-3000, Jason Vandiver here with you on Calvary Live. Let's go to Laura in beautiful Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Laura, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you today? Oh well,
1: thank you. Happy Wednesday here from Mount
3: Vernon yeah. in Baltimore City. How 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 is it there today? Is it hot, sticky, nice? What what? Uh... It's it's cloudy. Ah, uh, cloudy. Okay. Well, we got the same uh, the same weather here. So. What's so, on your mind?
1: Well, I have um, a hus- I have my husband who was born, baptized, raised private school Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Um, mentally, he can he can understand Jesus as messiah and, and Lord, but um, in all practicality though. He uh, thinks that um, everything was politically motivated, and mm-hmm. um, my que- my my what I'm qu- in query about is I'm in long suffering right now because with his uh, iniquities and his backsliding, I don't know how much more I can take,
0: and mm-hmm. I have
1: grounds for divorce, but he mm-hmm. says he doesn't believe in divorce, so right. I don't know what to do, really.
3: Yeah, I mean I mean uh, so we go back to when we when we start getting into the the realm of divorce I think of uh 1 Corinthians chapter 7 which deals specifically with the situation um you know that that uh that you're addressing uh Laura and 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 he talks about uh you know, uh, believers and, and, and unbelievers, uh, and he, he says, uh, a woman who has a husband, First 1 Corinthians seven thirteen, a woman who has a husband does not believe if he's willing to live her, let uh, live with her, let her not divorce him for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. Now that doesn't mean that he's saved. It just means that he's in a, a position, really in a great position of spiritual privilege and opportunity. it, it if he's going to be saved um, it's going to come out of that opportunity and uh, and he says likewise if it's an unbelieving wife she's sanctified by the husband he talks about the children being unclean otherwise but now they're holy, he says but if the unbeliever departs let him depart a brother or sister is not under bondage in, in, in such cases, but I like what he says in verse 16 how do you know a wife whether you will save your husband or how do you know a husband whether you will save your wife and I think that that's kind of the, the situation that you find yourself in what I'm hearing from you is that is you know one of the the main reasons uh you know obviously the the love that you shared when you got married too but uh or and and or children if you have children i don't know if you do but um but uh you know these are the things that are keeping you together and at the top of that list is is the prayer and the hope uh that that he'll come to christ and that because he is married to you that god has put him in a privileged situation spiritually Right, and so, so, you know, having grounds for divorce, yes, I understand that, um, and, and what you clearly understand is, is that even though we have those grounds, i.e. Matthew 19, where there's been adultery, that is the only grounds for divorce, where there's been a physical act of adultery that has broken uh, the, the bond of marriage, the, of course there is the, the grounds, we would say, there for divorce, but, but doesn't necessarily mean a requirement. And so, you know, at some point in the future, you know, the Lord uh, may, um, you, you know, I think you've got to decide now, obviously, if he's continuing in adulterous relationships and things like that, you, you've got to have some different considerations, Um you know, there and, and, and you'll want to get some ongoing advice uh, from your pastor, from your, your you know, your, your pastor's wife, your church leaders, people that you trust. Um, but, you know, you can make that decision. But if it's something that you've forgiven him from and, and he's moved on, you know, from that, then, then you know, you're choosing to, to live with him uh, and to allow the Lord possibly to work in his life. And that, as you point out, is not an easy thing to do. Um, you know that's that's something that that requires uh, that requires the Holy Spirit. you know I don't believe that someone a very many people naturally or uh, I don't know if anybody is going to have the ability to do that that that's a, a, a sacrifice it's a difficult thing particularly if you you know I don't know what the circumstances are around that but but people don't always make it easy to live in that kind of situation.
1: Yes, okay well thank you so much.
3: Yeah, yeah. I hope that that helps. Can I pray for you? Yes, please. Father, I just uh, thank you for Laura and and Lord. We we uh, we know what the scripture says, and and she knows her circumstances. And so now, Lord, I just pray her for her to be able to to hear your voice clearly. What is it that you're that you're calling her exactly to do? And so, Lord, I pray yes. that she would hear that, and I pray that that by the power of your holy spirit that you would give her the strength to do exactly that lord i lift up her husband to you um i pray that that because of his believing that uh, um that he would be convicted of his sin that you would open his eyes that the the veil would would be removed that the scales would fall however we want to put it but that he would see and that he would hear the word of God and that, that faith would be given to him and it would come by hearing the word of God and and that he would be transformed and saved. And and not only would he he just have the, this great uh, future and hope, but uh, uh, that you would be able to, to work as you desire to work in this marriage. And so I pray uh, for Laura, Lord, that you would just be able to give her the patience and the strength um, to be able to endure that kind of situation, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. In Amen. Amen. Hey, they Laura... Know- God bless you and I appreciate uh, appreciate you calling and I admire your uh, your strength.
1: All right. You have a happy Wednesday night. Be safe out here.
3: You well. You, you, you as well. Take care. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand, Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Nick back here in Aurora. Nick, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you?
5: Uh, not not too great. Uh, what's, what's going on? So, um, two weeks ago, my wife moved out. Um, and then, uh, f- Friday after that, she gave me the ring back. Um, cause she's, so she moved out because she's been unfaithful and we've been trying to patch it up for a couple of months now. Mm. Um, and, uh, so she moved out from our house and then she actually ended up moving in with that guy that she was unfaithful with. She's apparently in love with him. And, um, so she, uh, is living with him now. She says she's looking for an apartment, but, um, she hasn't found one yet. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I've still got my ring on. I'm still, um, praying for the marriage. Um, I'm, you know, praying, praying for like a a Lazarus sort of resurrection for my marriage at this point, you know, um, I guess um, what I need help, what I need prayer for is just, um, you know, to stay, just to be encouraged in my marriage, to stay faithful to my wife, to not be lusting after um, other women Mm -hmm. or even, um, even to just, you know, have my marriage idolized or have my wife idolized, but really just to be, you know, resting and have my faith in Christ.
3: Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm sorry about... uh you know, what you've, what you've shared here. And, and do you, do you have a, uh, are you uh, going to a, a local place, a local church where you can, uh, where folks, at least, you know, you can privately kind of share with them and, and they can pray for you and encourage you?
5: I am, um, thank God. You know, he, he is good all the time, man. Um, all the love and support uh, that my wife has taken away from me, God has supplied through brothers uh, in the yeah. church. So, yeah. um, you know, well, that's, this time, Go he ahead. has proven that to me, that He is real and He is good and He deserves all of our faith.
3: Mm. Well, I, let me let me pray. Uh, let's just pray and have our all of our other listeners join you. Um, we've got just a couple minutes to our break here, so I'm going to pray. And if we get a little tight, uh, I'll have to let you go at the break. But uh, um, uh-huh. did you need to talk about anything beyond that, or would you like to just pray?
5: Um, we can just pray. Okay, yeah, so if I— great.
3: Yeah, if I have to let you go at the break, I'll pray us maybe into the break. But uh, God bless you, Nick. Father, I just lift up... Uh uh, Nick to you I thank you Lord that that uh, he is uh, uh, one of yours and Lord that you've surrounded him with people that love him and can encourage him in this time when he's uh, he's hurting and I, I pray for all of our listeners just to remember him and and, and to lift him up uh, today and in the days out ahead for his strength and and Lord for uh, we, we we just lift him up for holiness and to be set apart and, and Lord despite this this tremendous hurt that he's experiencing right now uh, Lord you know you know exactly what that feels Feels like, uh, Lord, you, you've you experienced that at the hands of uh, your people of Israel, even at the hands of uh, of, of believers uh, who have, have been unfaithful to you. And, and yet, Lord, uh, uh, you remain faithful. And so, Lord, I just pray uh, f- for Nick that you'd help him, Lord, just to continue to walk with you and to grow and to have patience and to be encouraged and and even in the midst of such heartache to have joy. And Lord, I pray for his wife. I pray for her salvation. I pray that you would end this other relationship. Uh, Lord, I, I pray that you, you would just drive a wedge there and 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 uh, bring her to her senses cause her to get right with you and uh lord i pray for a restoration of of this marriage and 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 as difficult as that that can be with with the uh the things that have happened lord we know that you can do it and so i pray that you would just restore this uh this relationship i pray that you would just uh bless uh this brother lord and uh, this brother nick and just be with him and encourage him lord And and just take care of them through this time and we pray you'd heal in Jesus name we pray amen God bless you Nick we're listening to Calvary Aurora we'll be right back after the break
0: welcome back to Calvary live Give us a call at 303 690 3000 or text us at 720 336 0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: And we're back. Jason Vandeveer here with you on Calvary Live. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. If you want to join me on the program, 303 690 3000. 303 690 3000. You can also text. The Dedicated text number seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. I said Calvary Aurora would be right back going into that break. Of course, the show is Calvary Live. Calvary Aurora has a little something to do with Calvary Live, uh, but uh, you're listening to Calvary Live. And uh, again, uh, uh, if you want to join me, three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Welcome to all our Grace FM listeners in Colorado and Wyoming, and all of uh, you listening on Truth FM in Kentucky, North Carolina, and Tennessee. Welcome. To you and Hope FM listeners in the northeast, northeast Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, all lines are open. I got a text question here. It's a good one. Uh, It asks about the importance of the doctrine of the perseverance of the saints. How important is it? Uh, How should we respond if churches preach that believers can uh, fall away? Well, the 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 perseverance of the saints. Let me kind of contextualize that that idea, if it's not uh, uh, something that that you're terribly familiar with, it's the idea that that true believers, those who have truly placed their faith in Jesus Christ, will endure. Jesus says uh, the same three times in the gospel in Matthew 10, 24, and Mark 13. He says, he who endures to the end will will be saved. Exactly that. Three times, he who endures to the end will be saved. Thus, there is this idea uh, of an enduring quality of true salvation, a persevering quality. Not that we're saved because we endure, but because we are saved, we have a lasting faith. So the question is, what do we do with people who disagree with that idea or churches that teach that? That you know you can lose your your salvation sometimes it's just a matter of perspective if true faith endures, and someone seems to lose their salvation. I would just suggest to you that while they seem to have it, Allah Hebrews chapter six, they tasted of the heavenly things uh, they they never really did, they might have fooled others, they might have even fooled themselves, but then they they walk away and so uh, the The idea is is that uh, then if someone is that is in that case, regardless of how it appears. They don't seem to have had a true salvation because true salvation endures. obviously, there's a different approach and understanding um with some and 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 I would say that that to believe uh that someone can fall away. It's not heretical. It's another view. Uh, it falls within the pale of orthodoxy, and so um, it's not something that that we can say they're not true believers because they believe something different on that. It is. It is a non-essential doctrine. How now? Don't confuse non-essential with unimportant um, because I believe that it is very important I believe that it has a huge impact on the way that you live your life what we believe matters including what we believe about the nature the lasting nature of salvation so uh, for me that wouldn't be the church for me that has the idea uh, that you know we can lose our salvation because it has ramifications in so many other areas and a lot of other doctrines that I don't believe are, are best supported by the scriptures tend to travel along with that idea, unfortunately. Um, but having said that, uh, I would say that there are many true believers that that hold that view, and uh, so it certainly is within the pale of orthodoxy. Is not something that we would want to divide over. So, uh, great question, uh, text question. Appreciate you sending that in. 303-690-3000. Let's go to George in Highlands Ranch. George, welcome to the program.
2: Thank you for having me. Yeah, what's on your mind? Um, well, at my church right now, we are but our our pastor. he retired, mm-hmm. and then so we're, we've been having guest pastors in, and they've been, and we're trying to find a new pastor. Right, and I go out at uh, Beecher Island Sunday School. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Say say it again. Uh, what Sunday school? It's Beecher Island Sunday School is south of Ray, Colorado. Okay, but anyway. Um, one of those guest pastors came in and he was preaching on the parable of the sower. Right. And he was saying that the, that it's about, um, the parable is about believers and their levels of understanding. And I'm, I don't know that didn't sit right with me and I'm kind of trying to figure out what he, how that is biblical. and,
3: Right, uh, right. And I yeah. figured I
2: would call and ask you what what your
3: opinion on. Yeah, so I would disagree with with that notion. Of course, the the parables found in in the what do we what we call the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke, it's in uh Matthew 13, Mark 4, Luke 8. And uh it's exp- it, the nice thing about the parable of the sower is it's explained for us. Um but right. there are There are differences in, uh, not differences, but there are key additions, um, particularly in uh, Mark's version. I'm trying to pull that up right now. Um, And so here's the understanding I I would give you of the parable of the sower, the So the soil is symbolic of the heart, right? The seed, we're told, is the word of God. And so we see how different people receive the word of God. And when you you look at the parable of the sower, um, you see that there's a couple of issues. Um, There is salvation, and then there is also the fruit bearing that uh, that comes out of salvation. And uh, so, you know... um, uh, it, it, it's interesting. I've heard people also say, well, it's just about you know, fruit bearing. Um, but not when you look at all three of those passages, uh, we see that Jesus very clearly says you know, uh, that, for example, that the word uh, that falls in the wayside, you know, the, the enemy comes and snatches it away lest they be saved. And so it's it's uh, it, it, it's very clear that we're dealing with with an issue of salvation uh, as well in 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 the parable uh, of the sower. And so um, it, it, it's kind of uh, you know it's important. The parables are something um, that uh, that uh, unfortunately a lot of times, um, particularly the parables uh, of the kingdom um, in Matthew thirteen. Uh, that that get uh, misinterpreted and, and it can cause a lot of problems with that. I would suggest to you that really only, you know, one of the four different types of soils or hearts represented in the parable of the sower according to the parable and the interpretation of Jesus is saved. The other three aren't. One, the the word of God is immediately snatched away. Uh, you know, another one, uh, it, it the weeds come and choke it out. And another one, the sun comes comes and scorches it um but but they're 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 not saved right and right. And, and and that's kind of go ahead I'm sorry
2: well oh, it's okay and that's the same that's basically what I was getting out of it as well from reading the what that Jesus explained it to his disciples yeah and, Luke 8,
3: exactly yeah
2: and so that kind of raises red flags in my mind about pastor who could be the new pastor of our church who some of the some of the people in our church like yeah and uh, i guess would you consider that false doctrine
3: well here's what I, I would say sometimes there's false doctrine and then there's sometimes you know we're still learning right and so uh you know, very clearly by the way in Luke 8 he, he says just for those listening who want to know the exact verse it's 8:12 he talks about the wayside, and he says the enemy comes and takes it away, lest they should believe and be saved. So it's, it's very clear. Um, so what I would say about that is either one, you, you, you have someone teaching who just hasn't learned that yet, who made just a genuine... He's not new. He's, okay, um,
2: gotcha. He's been preaching for a while.
3: Yeah, so so either either he's been preaching for a while and he's forgotten, or he is not prepared or studied properly, um, but he's teaching it incorrectly, and whether he's teaching it intentionally incorrectly, uh, or whether or not he, he's made some sort of mistake, that's what you've got to kind of surmise, and I think maybe the best way would be to, to have a conversation uh, about it if, if you're someone who is, you know, particularly involved in the selection of this person as your next pastor. I think that that conversation is going to tell you a lot about this person. In other words, if you approach them and you say, Hey, you know, so I'm looking at the parable of the sower in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You know, you taught it this way. Did I misunderstand you? First of all, give them the benefit of the doubt. Did I misunderstand what you were saying? Or do you believe that this is not an issue of salvation because the Bible seems to say this and and then just see what he says? And, you know, okay. you're gonna that that's going to give you a lot of information. Is this someone that just, you know, made an honest mistake or, you know, is it someone, you know, that, uh, that's going to tell you a lot about the heart of the person? If it was me and I had taught that and I made a mistake, my I hope that I would say, you know what, I made a mistake. I'm really sorry about that. I need to, you know, I need to do a better job. And if yeah. that's the case, I would say that's not somebody who's disqualified, that's just you know, we we make mistakes. Hopefully we, we do our best because we realize, you know, we have a lot of responsibility to teach the Word of God, and we need to make sure that we uh, don't make those kind of mistakes if at all possible, particularly if we're more experienced, as it sounds like this pastor is. Um, so, you know, I think that, that that conversation will tell you a lot.
2: Okay, and he also, in one of his other... He has visited a few times. Mm-hmm. He's also um, preached about in Genesis that, that um, I don't know, before there was light, when there was darkness on the earth in the yeah. first Gap chapter of Genesis, that the darkness yeah. on the earth, and that there was a time frame in there where the, the yeah. angels controlled the earth, and that was before the fall and all, and all these sorts of things. Yeah. And that kind of yeah. raises some red flags for me as well.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of different gap theories and and ruin recreation, ruin reconstruction, it goes by as well, between 1 and 2 of Genesis 1. And uh, there's no scriptural evidence uh, for it. In fact, it creates a host of problems. You have sin, you have death, decay, all before the fall in Genesis 3. So you just create a myriad of theological issues, um, uh, all for... I'm not really sure what, but, um, but I, well, I think a lot of times they're trying to accommodate uh, biblical evolution and different things with that, that sort of theory. I would say if you've got someone that, that, that is you know, teaching the parables that way and, and, is, and is a little bit looser with Genesis 1, um, you know, that's probably not going to be my preference, um, but I'll leave that up to you. I would say that, yeah, you're dealing with some more problematic doctrines.
2: Well, and I'm kind of, I guess I shouldn't, I'm kind of worried that a lot of people maybe in my church might yeah like, like, like him and right. vote for him. And then yeah. we, we have this pastor and I don't know if I should be like, well, and keep going with my church body yeah, and church family, you know, and, or, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of worrying me and i yeah, would know, ask you to pray with for me as
5: well.
3: Yeah, well, definitely as we wrap up our call, George, definitely pray for you. I would encourage you. Don't worry. The Bible tells us, you know, uh, uh, encourages us. You know, the Lord is still on the throne. He knows what He's doing. And and you know, if, if for some reason you know you don't believe this is the right pastor, and and you know, uh, perhaps you know uh, he is, and the Lord will work it out. Or if he's chosen by your congregation. Uh, you know, the Lord will make it clear at some point down the road whether or not you need to do something different. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, worrying just, you know, it's not good for our health physically, spiritually, right. and it doesn't uh, create a very clear focus in terms of, you know, decision making prayer. So let's pray for that. Let's just pray for the situation. Father, I just lift up George to you. I pray you bless him. I pray you bless his church. Lord, you love His church, and you love those people there, and so, Lord, I pray, uh, whoever it is, you'd give them a good pastor, a good shepherd to take care of them, and to teach them, and to feed them, and to love them, and to tend them, and to care for them. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd give George and the those uh, who are responsible uh, for the, um, you know, for recognizing this person that you bring to them, that you give them wisdom, uh, that uh, that uh, if it's this pastor and and some things just need to be uh, 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 some. Great oath needs to take place and, and he's the right one, then you would make that clear if it's somebody else, Lord, that you would bring that person to them um, if for some reason, Lord, I th- 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 that if these things don't quite go the way that uh, that they should, Lord, that you would just uh, give George a peace and a patience to trust in you and to know exactly how to handle the situation in love and in grace and in wisdom, um, that he can just continue and uh, his family to move forward in you. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'd be with him and just give him peace right now about this situation. And, and Lord, we just pray that you'd bless this church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, Thank you very much. Yeah, George, and uh, you know, uh, touch base back with us and let us know how you're doing. Okay, I will. Take care. Three zero. Yep. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Danny in New Jersey. Danny, welcome.
6: Hi. How are you?
3: I'm doing really Thank well. You how are you? My uh, request. Absolutely. What? What? What is? Uh, uh, you have a prayer request uh, tonight?
6: Yes, I do. Um... I need a prayer request on purchasing a home. I know that um, I've said a lot of prayers to figure out whether I should or should not. And um, I'm not sure I heard any answers, and I'm not sure, you know, if it's going to be the right decision or not. And I know people have told me, you know, their opinions, but at the same time, and the Bible says, you know, he doesn't need anybody else's two cents. If you go to him, he'll let you know. Yeah. Well, Time is getting closer that I have an answer, and um, I'm not sure.
3: Do you, and so do you have maybe a home picked out, that, and you're just trying to kind of make the final decision, or where are you at?
6: Yes, yes.
3: Got it. I have so, a
6: home picked out. Um, it's a little further off than or I'd like to be, but um, I've been looking for about almost six years, and having, I've come close but if it's for this reason or for that reason or it's too much money or the taxes are too high or whatever, yeah. so I finally found one that's within everything, mm-hmm. although um, it's not quite large, but it's uh, a nice, well-built, mm-hmm. uh, sturdy home. It needs some work, but, um, you know, I'm not sure. I've I've prayed and, and I don't have an answer and, you know, I yeah. want to make sure this is the right decision. I, I don't, you know, of course, you everybody makes mistakes, but I want to make sure that it's His will, not mine.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I love, too, there's a great verse in Isaiah in the 30th chapter in the 21st verse where he says, Your ears uh, shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. And, uh, and, and you know, that's what we're going to pray for is, is that you just hear, you know, from the Lord this way. You know, this is the direction I want you to go, and and the nice thing is, is that that your heart is right. You know, you just want to honor God, you just want to uh, want to glorify God, and if He wants you to do it, you want to do it. If He doesn't want you to do it, you know, you're you're happy to move on. And so, my encouragement will, you know, we'll pray um at some point you know you've got to make uh, the best decision that you can sometimes you know we 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 sense things and 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 so to speak hear things audibly uh from the lord and other times uh, you know we make the decision based on what we know from the word of god you know are we honoring god with our purchase are we being good stewards with the resources that god uh has given us is it you know are we not you know coveting and, and you know, chasing after something that the Lord wouldn't have for us. And it sounds like, you know, you've come to positive answers in all of these. And, and so either, you know, you're going to have a very strong sense and hear the voice of the Lord, or you're going to go along with uh, the best decision based on what you already know and have been taught from the Word of God. And so um, that would be my encouragement to you. Don't be afraid. Uh, You know, I think that that's that's the key is, is that, you know, don't make a decision based out of fear. Make a decision based out of faith and trust the Lord and move forward. If for some reason, sometimes we make decisions and that's how we learn too. And we make decisions and we learn through the process of making decisions. Sometimes we'll make a decision and things will fall apart you know uh and certainly with real estate that's uh uh this wouldn't be the if that happened this wouldn't be the first time that happened and you know just uh just saying so so sometimes the the lord has a way of after we make decisions then showing us so my encouragement is just trust the lord make the best decision uh if you hear very clearly then obviously make that decision otherwise make the best decision based on the word of god trust the lord that that he'll show you and realize that it is okay uh, even if you do make a mistake in faith, to back up and to go in a different direction, if the Lord shows you that, you know, and and sometimes you know that can be difficult, and sometimes there can be costs associated with that, but that's okay. It's still okay, you know. You the the Lord knows that, and He'll take care of it. So let's let's pray uh, for you and uh, Danny, and 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 just for that peace and and the voice of God, Father. I just lift up Danny to you. I I just thank you that she just wants to honor you. And, Lord, I know that you see that and, 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 and you love that. And so, Lord, I just pray that she would just hear your voice so clearly. She, this is the way, walk in it, that she would know exactly what to do. And, and, it, and, and if it's difficult to discern that voice and what you're saying, Lord, that she would make uh, a faithful decision in faith based on, on your word, uh, Lord, then that you would be with her as she does. Lord that you would just help her and and anything that she needs to to hear uh through that process that she would hear and 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 that you would bring the end result that you desire and so Lord I just pray for her peace no fear or 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 hesitancy but just the uh the ability to do exactly uh, what you desire for her to do and uh Lord we we know that that uh the outcome is going to be a blessing in her life. And, Lord, you have something amazing, whatever that is. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'd be with her and direct her and give her peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
6: Thank you very much. Amen. Amen.
3: Well, I (laughs) just encourage you, you, yep, just pray, glorify the Lord, make the best decision you can.
6: I appreciate that very much. Yeah, you um, you That's a blessing in itself to have you pray with me.
3: Well, and, you know, I think sometimes, uh, you know, the tendency we can— we can really kind of get ourselves, you know, uh, into a, a, a degree of bondage because we, you know, we we uh, um, you know we get kind of worked up about decisions or or we overanalyze them instead of just praying and seeing what the Lord wants to do.
6: Thank you again. You have a very good evening.
3: You as well. God bless. Take care, Danny. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Jason Vanderveer here with you on calvary live we've got all lines open we've got about a little less than 10 minutes left so plenty of time to take uh, some more calls uh, from you if you want to join us 303-690-3000 is the number to call if you want to join me uh, on the program here there's a text question that says will there be jobs uh, work uh, in heaven only good ones and uh, And I mean that in the strictest sense um, let's consider as we answer this question um, first of all what what work is uh, at least in 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 a negative sense? Um, you know a lot of times when people are considering work, obviously they're considering it from from a negative uh standpoint and we we realize that that work in in that sense is goes back to to the third chapter uh, of genesis and uh and to the fall there of course uh when we we get to to Adam. Uh, and you know Adam's uh, part uh, uh, of the curse. There, uh, he says uh, in verse seventeen of Genesis three, uh, the Lord says to him, "Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat,' cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of the lot, uh, of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground." For out of it you are taken for dust you are, and to dust you shall return so so work in one sense uh, is the result of of the curse, of course, the curse being removed and and ultimately uh put away by the blood of jesus christ and not present in heaven and in the eternal state there isn't going to be work in that sense uh but there is going to be a good kind of work and that's what we call in the bible service ministry and we see that throughout we see uh believers serving through the millennial reign of jesus christ uh as kings and priests uh alongside the lord and and certainly in a sense uh, you could call that work but that's the, the work that you enjoy uh, there is going to be worship and there is going to be communion with God uh, but certainly not uh, work uh, as as we, uh, as we would know it now so hopefully that answers your question 303 690 let's go to Jasmine in Denver Jasmine welcome to the program
1: hi thank you
3: yeah how are you
1: I'm doing fine thank you
3: good what's going on
1: I was just calling in. Um, I was dealing with some difficulty at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized they were my supervisors were enforcing rules that weren't so much rules once I kind of piped it up the line mm-hmm. um, with different like HR and managers. Um, mm-hmm. So I just wanted prayer, uh, simply like the Ephesians 6 and 12, for so we wrestle not against, um, you know, uh, flesh Fresh and blood, mud. but against yeah. rulers of darkness, darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. So just to give me the courage to um, face them, go to work and continue to serve God in the work that I do and um, not really fight the person, but rather the spirit.
3: Well, you know, and that 's the key to the battle right there you 've already realized it, and uh, you know a lot of credit to you that uh, these battles aren't physical battles you know that that when you have a uh, an issue with a with a supervisor or with a coworker you know at the heart of that it 's a spiritual battle, and so often we we miss that point and then we we approach it in the flesh and then we make it worse and so you 're on the track uh, not only to make it better but to to be victorious and so that 's what we 're going to pray for. Um, Father, Father, I just lift up Jasmine to you. I just thank you for her. I thank you for this wisdom that you've put in her heart. Uh, Lord, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. that, that We're in a spiritual battle. And so, uh, Lord, as she's, she's uh, encountering these things, uh, Lord, I just pray that you'd give her favor. Lord, I pray that you give her continued wisdom. Lord, that uh, that you'd give her victory uh, over these things, that she'd be able to do it with grace and with faith, and 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 just in a way that is bringing glory to you and actually causing other people to come to you, and 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 with respect and love. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'd help her just always have that that attitude that glorifies you, even even if sometimes she is being oppressed or 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 unfairly uh, attacked, and even even these people probably don't even realize, Lord, because it's spiritual and, and they're oftentimes of the enemy we pray for their salvation uh, we pray yes, uh, that lord. they would come to the knowledge of you and and that they would give their lives to you and and lord that you would just bring a total transformation in this workplace and um, but lord we just pray for jasmine especially that you would just be her with her there that you'd surround her that you protect her uh, that she'd have yes, peace yeah. and be able to do her job effectively and as i said she that she would have favor and, and lord that you would just continue to be with her there and that she would go each day with joy and uh, lord that no stress or 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 anything harmful to her would cling to her lord but that she would just have this victory in you. And so, Lord, we just pray that you'd be with her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name.
1: Thank you so much.
3: Yeah, you bet. I appreciate you calling. I'm sure, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people can probably identify with you.
1: Absolutely.
3: Take care, Jasmine. Hey, folks. uh, Thank you. You bet. Folks, uh, Jason Vandiver here. Pastor of Calvary Chapel Parker. I want to invite you to join us tonight, just a couple hours away, 7 p.m. at Calvary Chapel Parker. Uh, we are going to be continuing uh, in the book of 1 Samuel. So uh, we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 2. We just started it last week. Of course, um, it's the transition from the time of the judges, which is just a crazy time uh, in 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 history and in biblical history. And so the 1 Samuel is the transition of, from the time of the judges to the time of the monarch. Monarchy but, we, monarchy, but we also see the rise of the prophetic order, and 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 the first of of that type of prophet, Samuel, the prophet, and so that's who we're looking at in the first. Eight chapters an amazing servant of the Lord even as a child as we'll we'll look at him here tonight as he's contrasted there uh, with the, uh, uh, the 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 sons of the high priest Hophni and Phinehas it's going to be a fascinating study the rise uh, of a prophet there in 1 Samuel chapter 2 join us go to calvarychapelparker.com if you want to get directions Parker Road and Main Street 7 p.m. tonight come worship with us a youth ministry children's ministry uh, all that happening tonight we're going to have a great time had a great time with you today lord willing uh, i will be back with you uh tomorrow on calvary live uh we'll be taking more of your calls questions and you can just uh join us here thanks so much to all of you who have uh tuned in all of you have texted all of you who have called uh god bless you guys and uh lord be with you have a great night calvary live be back tomorrow